Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Pop Law Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm still not your attorney. Pop Law Podcast is back and presented to you by Revolt Podcast Network. That is right. Revolt picked up your girl's show, and we about to get it. We are coming back with a new sound, same show, all things pop culture and law. I am sitting down with my friend, the incomparable Lorenz Rance Dobson, and we will be discussing the criminalization of hip hop lyrics. Everybody, please welcome Rance. What up? What up, what up? It's cracking. For those who don't know you, I'm sure you all have heard his music. So let me tell you a little bit about him. It's an extensive bio. I have to cut it down a little bit, but that does not take away from all the accolades that Rand has. Lorenz Dobson is a four-time Grammy Award-winning producer, instrumentalist, musical director, and CEO. He has taken home Grammys for his music production on songs The Box by Roddy Rich, Buddha by LMA, The Walls, and To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. He was also nominated for his endless contributions to Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lab. Rest in peace. He has served as musical director for performers such as Jay-Z, Usher, Diddy, J. Cole, Snoop Dogg, Migos, and many others. As a writer and composer, he is credited on an array of songs, including Rodeo by Travis Scott. He has also written and composed songs for Justin Timberlake, Sam Smith, and Sweetie from the Bay. I'm from the Bay, so excited about that. (laughs) Finally, he is the CEO and co-founder of the State of the Art Music School 1500 Sound Academy, which led him and his group to be honored with 1500 or nothing day by the city of Los Angeles. Everybody, welcome Rance. I thank you, I thank you. So before we get into the topic about the criminalization of hip hop lyrics, I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Caramel or caramel? Caramel. East Coast or West Coast? (laughs) Black or white? Black. Drums or piano? Piano. Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Now they get harder. The Marathon or Victory Lab? Uh, The Marathon. Show me what you got or what it feels like. That's fucked up. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all why it's fucked up. Because Show Me What You Got by Jay-Z is what you call your breakout song, music production, correct? Yeah, that was like the first song that we got away with doing church chords and church music at the highest level to where it could be on the radio. So what it feels like and Show Me What You Got is like the most musical songs we can do to somebody like Jay-Z. And rap yes, for Jay-Z, what it feels like with Nipsey Hussle. I so it was what it a, feels like, because it got, it got my brother on it. Yeah, so I, I knew that would be a difficult one for you yeah. to answer. I, it's hard for me to choose, one. but you chose what it feels like, so that's what we're going to go with. Mm-hmm. To frame our discussion surrounding the criminalization of hip-hop lyrics, let's first highlight some cases that prompted this topic. We're all aware of the case that involves the state of Georgia versus Young Thug and Gunna and many others. 
The criminalization of hip-hop lyrics is nothing new. In 2014, rapper Bobby Smurda and 13 GS9 members were arrested and charged with conspiracy to violate RICO and face 101 charges. RICO makes it a crime for any person through a pattern of racketeering activity to acquire or maintain any interest or control in any type of property or business. In 2016, rapper Tay K was convicted of murder. Prosecutors used his music video as evidence. In 2018, rapper Vontae Skinner's lyrics were used in his attempted murder trial. Later, the conviction was overturned by the New Jersey Supreme Court. The court ruled that the jury would not have found him guilty if they were not made to listen to his music lyrics. In the same year, the late rapper Draco the Ruler was re-indicted on RICO charges from a 2016 incident and charges were later dropped. In 2019, Takashi69 was arrested and charged in a RICO case for his affiliation with Nine Trade Gangsta Bloods. In 2021, rapper YNF Lucci and 11 other people were charged with racketeering, murder, and other charges under the RICO law. And most recently, in May 2022, fame rappers Gunna and Young Thug, among 28 others, were arrested and charged with conspiracy of street gang activity under RICO. The issue here is that prosecutors are cherry picking lyrics from songs and using certain lyrics as evidence or the sole basis for establishing guilt in criminal cases. In the case of Young Thug and Gunna, Georgia prosecutors have stated lyrics that involve criminal activity is not protected as pure artistic expression. But this is a conclusory statement because it clearly circumvents the laws enacted to protect both art and the artist. Oxford Dictionary defines art as a creative expression or application of human creative skill and imagination inclusive of paintings, dance, literature, music, and even music lyrics. So while reference to these cases is important to frame our conversation, we will focus on how criminalization of hip hop lyrics infringes on art and freedom of speech, which is protected under copyright and First Amendment laws. So what does art mean to you? Art. Uh, art is like a, first of all, it comes from your imagination. And it's an expression that you have to where you can uh, show people how your thoughts, literally. And I use it through music. People use it through drawing. People use it through all type of things. But I feel like it's an expression of, of who you really are. And expression is the key word because when we talk about copyright, is is an expression that is fixed into a tangible medium. And people copyright their art, their songs, their photos, any drawings. And that is what is at issue here when we talk about the criminalization of hip hop lyrics. It's essentially attack on copyrights. It's an attack on your art and how you express yourself. Mm. As an artist, does that give you any pause when you hear your creativity being attacked? Um, it's supposed to. It's it's all it's all like you said. It's an expression, and I can't be mad at the reaction of what people get from your life. So regardless, as long as it's a reaction, it's, it means you're doing your job. What inspires you creatively? Um, life. Like my everyday life, I'm like a walking soundtrack. You know, I walk outside, I, I, there's music to my life. And I'm, I just know how to make the music <laughs> to so, my life and other people's lives. So I mentioned that you're an instrumentalist. Tell everyone what instruments you play. Whatever's paying. 
But <laughs> when they are paying, I'm, uh, I start off playing keys and drums. So but when you can, you can play the keyboard and drums, you know, rhythm and melody, you can fake any instrument. And you could, <laughs> you could do okay, it Okay, I'm glad you said that because I've been asking to go to 1500 Sound Academy mm -hmm. as a student and I have no musical skills. You don't need it. I mean, I'm an A&R in my head, but to play, I want to learn how to play the drums, so. We can say how to play the drums. It's not just about instruments. I, I feel like to get in the school, you just have to be crazy enough to believe in yourself and to believe that you could uh, shift culture. Well, I believe art? in myself. I'm here, we here, so y'all go see me at 1500 Sound Academy yeah, next. Come on. <laughs> so we talked about the instruments that you play. Let's tap into a little bit of you as a songwriter. Do you pull from people's lives, your lives? How does that work? Um, you can do it both ways. You can pull from your life. I mean, a, a song is, is just a conversation. And I think people make it harder than it really is. It's just a conversation with melody to where you understand how to get in the hearts and the mind of the consumers faster than a normal conversation. You know, we can have a conversation for five minutes, but in a song, you got to put in three minutes. Then I got to remember the hook. And it's just, <laughs> it's like science, psychology, human behavior all in one where you really, when you understand how to write a hit song, it's, it's really about, um, the customer, you know, the whole objective of a business is to create and keep a customer. So if I'm doing too many words, if I'm saying too much, I, I'll lose the customer. So I feel like the secret is who says, the person who says the least words, that means the most, is the most effective. I like that you talked about the customer and what the customer wants. You know, drill music, trap, whatever you want to call it is really popular. And particularly in hip hop music. And so, I think it sometimes is an unfair statement to say art imitates life because you're writing for your audience. And so when I hear about rappers being indicted for their song lyrics, and that is the sole reason or the main point of the case when they're being indicted, it's a little bit unfair. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's set up for us to not win. So as long as we know that this shit is modern day slavery, yeah. And they're, you know, singing, jumping, dancing. They just, they just, that's all they want us to do since the slave days. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so Absolutely. if you do it wrong, they, they have, they could do, you know, right. it just gives them. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I don't know. That's a tricky subject when it, when it comes to this because songwriting is... You gotta, most of these artists are characters. They're just yeah. actors that with melody. Right. <laughs> so yeah. some people take them very seriously. Some people don't, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, a lot of times, a lot of these rappers has lived that life or have seen that life. Majority, if you live that life like that, you probably, you got lucky, you know what I mean? But if you're, if you're living the life of, of a gangbanger, a drug dealer, somebody that's in the streets, the lifespan ain't that long. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either you're gonna go to jail or or, you know, die. die. Yeah. <laughs> so if rappers are talking in their songs about 
life being in the streets selling drugs or gang banging, they're not necessarily doing that now. And, you know, to criminalize storytelling is problematic. Look where Gunna and, and Young Thug are. It is a hard situation to watch. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, Gunna is a great friend of mine. He literally just taught a class at the Sound, our 15th Sound Academy before he went to jail. And um, I was finishing his album, but me just getting to know him as a human being, he's a family man. Yeah. He cares about his family, takes care of his people. You know what I mean? We all come from that other side, but I don't think you should be crucified by you just talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if that's the case, let's, you know, I mean, Walt Disney is the big, one of the most amazing storytellers in the world. And half of that ain't true. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so. even if we look at genres outside of hip hop, other people are not going down for their song lyrics. Yeah. You have country artists talking about killing. I mean, we could even, Johnny Cash, he talked about shooting somebody down in Reno. I mean, yeah. he's dead now. It doesn't necessarily matter. But then if we're using the same standard or even, uh, Bob Marley, again, his lyrics about shooting a sheriff. Did he actually go shoot a sheriff? Nope. Probably not. So if you... It's, it's, if we all could just know that this shit is modern day slavery and they just want some running, jumping, singing, dancing niggas. Yeah. And to just keep doing that. And if you, you know, it's just, it's just an ongoing thing, but we just got to be more intelligent and know how to maneuver and still get our story told without going to jail. Absolutely, you know because I mean? it's a business. The, the record labels and everyone else are still profiting off of the rappers and their music. Music is going number one in the billboards, you know, and they're in jail for the same song. Listen, they, this, listen, they, these labels, they wait, they wait for you to die or go to jail for your, your, your shit to go up, for your streams to go up. I remember so it's set up. You, you're saying that, and I'm recalling a story. I won't say the company, but I remember when an artist died, and I was working for a company at that time, and that artist pulled their music and right before he passed away. And people in the office were like, um, he should have kept his music with us because the streams are going to go insane today. And it was my last day at the company, and I was supposed to leave later in the day. I just picked just up left. all my shit and left. Yeah, hey, heartless. Yeah. Heartless, and it's not about the people. You know, it's, well, that's what we do music. We're doing music for a cure. Like, whatever artists we work with, I ask them, what's your cure? What are you going to do for the audience before we make some music? Yeah. So we have to be a, a cure for our, our culture. And if it's not a cure, what are we doing it for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we have to be able to protect our uh, copyright laws and our First Amendment laws and that freedom of expression. First Amendment is very important, mm. and that is the free speech. And so if you try to criminalize people over these lyrics, where what happens to First Amendment? Right. And why are we not protected in that? But again, yeah. as you said, modern-day slavery. We all know why. Yeah. We all know why. And I just hope the audience also understands that, you know, these songs, it's, it's entertainment. None of these people really are living that life and talking about it. Um, yeah. I'm recalling a tweet from 21 Savage when someone questioned him on why he was posting something positive when he talks about music, drugs, or game bacon, or shooting down somebody. He was like, you know, it's entertainment. That's not my real life. I teach financial <laughs> literacy. I have schools. I give back to my right. community. But right. 
that's what sells. So he yeah. has to make that music. I feel like sometimes we can do that music to relate to our culture. Yeah. But after we do that, most of these rappers, they don't. They have a cap. They don't elevate. Yeah. Okay. You you get our attention by saying you you from the hood. I mean, I, I shit. I do the same shit for our school. Yeah. I can relate to everybody from from a hood. I wear diamonds. I sag my pants. I say cuz sometimes. You know, all my friends is is real street street people. But it, it's it's. That's not me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes you have to let the people see that you are just like them to talk about God and, and let them know that it's something bigger than life than just Same. street shit. I'm from the hood. I did not grow up with money. I'm a lawyer now. I'm here on my show. But it is, I mean, like most black people, humble beginnings when you are building yourself up and giving back to your community. I remember when uh, Takashi 69 was going down on his RICO charges, and obviously it's very controversial. We don't need to get into that. People hated that he snitched. But me, I'm like, do y'all know most people snitch day to day? And do y'all watch First 48? But at the same time, when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, these people tried to kidnap him and beat up people and all these other type of things. Personally, I'm not about to protect anybody who did that stuff to me. But when I had commented on that in, uh, on social media, I was bashed for three days. People were like, of course you were saying that because you are a lawyer. And I'm like, y'all don't know where I come from. Y'all don't <laughs> know anything. Y'all see all this. Y'all see yeah. that I'm a lawyer, but shit is still rough. Yeah. Any snitching or telling, I stay out of it. It's not yeah. a part of my DNA. Rance ain't gonna snitch, but I'm a snitch. You, no, no, no. you steal from me, you beat me up. I'm going to, I'm telling on you, you going to jail. Mm -mm, no, nah, but you know, uh, definitely um, there, there are some lines and that is a controversial subject, but RICO in general, I think is problematic because the first thing that the government can do is seize all your assets and take all of your property. And, and, and that, uh, is problematic for me as well because look who they're attacking these young black successful men who are employing people who are owning property and they lose everything these same black people you're talking about control culture mm -hmm. so if gunner was to wear a different outfit he's going to see thousands of kids wearing that outfit yeah and so that scares them mm -hmm. you know that scares the people who <laughs> who are in control yeah. you know what i mean and so you as long as we know what's going on <laughs> you, yeah. you gotta there's a way to get around it and to still get your point across, still get your story told, and not get sued. So where's the balance, you think, uh, as, a, as a songwriter, as a musician, for these artists that are putting out songs? Is it... The balance is don't give any, anyone a reason to put you in jail. So I could talk about all type of shit, but if, you ain't, if they ain't proved it, I'm not going to go to jail if they don't have any history. Stop doing crimes with your friends who's snitching and telling. Exactly. If I ever do a crime, I'm do it by myself. I'm not going to tell <laughs> My mom myself. says that all the so time. So it's like, you know, it's, there's ways to, you know, I, a lot of mistakes is probably back in the day. You know, we all make our mistakes in the day with, you know, these people now, they're trying to bring up our old past yeah. with our new life, and that's just not fair. So when you're writing for people, do you approach songs differently now that you know there's scrutiny on hip-hop artist lyrics? Nope, I just just don't lie. You get writer's block when you lie. Just be honest. And when we do music that's honest, 
and it's a and it's connects to that feeling. It's, it's a feeling you get. Yeah. It ain't just about the words. It's a it's a marriage. It's, it's the lyric melody and the music that that makes you move and, and love a song. So if you got those three, you'll you'll be all right. But I really think that everybody should. Try not to do stuff that'll make you go to jail and Absolutely. get off Instagram doing crimes. Absolutely. Stop, stop saying you're beefing with people on Instagram. <laughs> like, you know, real street people that understand the streets know they don't want to go to jail. Absolutely. So you just, you know, do a little different next time. For for those artists who are not smart enough, hopefully the laws coming down in place will help them a little bit. So there's a uh, new federal law bill that has been proposed called the RAP Act, which will try to limit the prosecutor's ability to use rap lyrics as the sole uh, evidentiary aspect of their case. And there has also been bills proposed in California and in New York about that. Uh, a lot of these bills are backed by Jay-Z, Meek Mill, and other artists. Uh, is it important that these artists get involved to support these type of bills? Yeah, I feel like it needs to be everybody. We all got to round up together because that's the one thing that they show that we don't show is unity. Absolutely. So if we come together and say, hey, we all got some money, we are really con control culture, and we're the reasons why your company's worth three point something billion dollars. Yeah. We could, we could, but it got to take, it, it takes everybody. It takes everybody to be on the same page, you know what I mean? And I think it, I think it could happen. Yeah. We just got to... Tighten up the circle a little bit more. And Tighten letting up the, the snitches circle. get out. Snitches get out. <laughs> yes, snitches get out. And so also I think protecting your peace and the people around you. And again, you said closing up the circle. You have to have like-minded individuals who want to elevate and also know the business around you and, and not stick to those people who are on the same mentality, you know, and haven't elevated with you, I think is also right. important. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And so with that, I think black teams, people understanding where you come from, where you're trying to go, and us controlling and owning the music and the narrative. I believe if these rappers weren't um, making that drill music for the the labels to be able to profit off of, and we changed and controlled the narrative, then that might help them a little bit. I'm all for it. They but lose control as soon as they sign their life away. Yeah. You you know, when you first walk, before you walk in that door, you own 100% of your publishing. As soon as you walk out of that door, you probably own 20% and you own, and you don't own your masters, which is also a slave word that's fucking retarded. Yeah. But we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I like to tell people, you know, when they get these advances from record labels, that is a loan, a predatory loan. You have to pay that back. Anytime you do a video, you have to pay for that. When you go on tour, merchandise, you have to pay all of that back to the labels if they are expending the cost. Mm -hmm. So instead of you know, going to buy jewelry or cars to keep up with that look and image. Mm -hmm. Understand that they are paying for this studio time. I mm -hmm. have to pay this money back. They are paying for an artist to work with Rands. Rands has to get paid. The label's going to pay it and keep taking it out of the money that the artist makes. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. That's why you guys should get really good in your craft, own your shit, and just work a little bit harder because <laughs> it can happen. Like, we own our publishing. I own yeah. my, 
I own everything, you know, that I, I'm, I'm supposed to own. And even the people around me own whatever they're supposed to own. But that takes, that takes people teaching you the game, too. Mm -hmm. There's not enough, like, role models of people older than me that should have been teaching us this stuff. Yeah. That's why we got our school, 1500 Sound Academy, to basically teach you how to become unemployable to where the only thing someone can do with me is license my thoughts. <laughs> license your thoughts I like that yes. complete ownership as he said and and getting an attorney early in the beginning never get a lawyer that was recommended to you by the label I, they, it happened I, they did that to me my first try it was I realized they were friends and I'm just like hmm set up so did you end up here. signing and going through with the deal oh man I signed when I was young I signed the worst publishing deal you could ever have for seven years where I didn't make no publishing money and I literally went on tour and that's why I got three field passports from touring with people but um, there's a seven-year law yeah in California after that uh, as soon as that happened I just started getting number ones back to back yeah. so it was God's timing hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster oh you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. So I had to learn the hard way. You couldn't get out of the agreement for seven years. Seven years. And they wouldn't renegotiate or anything. It's a, right? it's a terrible, like... It's like a temptation story. It's like, it's, it's gonna be in a documentary, but it, it's it's one of those fucked up situations to where, yep, I didn't know what I was signing. I didn't have an attorney. I wasn't 18, I was young as fuck. And I signed something that had me fucked up to where I couldn't get, make any publishing money for seven yeah. years. So I had to go on the road and tour and, and do all that type of stuff, so. I'm back now, though. You are back and very successful. And for anyone who has signed an agreement uh, under 18, and, and it could vary state to state, check your state laws, that yeah. agreement can be null and void right. because you do not have legal authority to sign an agreement, particularly without representation. Now, mm -hmm. you know, if a parent or guardian signs it on your behalf, then you might be a little bit stuck. So let's get back to the criminalization uh, of these lyrics and and we talked about us being slaves to this industry do you think that hip-hop music is unfairly targeted hell yeah for sure i mean hip-hop music is making the most money out of every genre just look it up so i mean of course they whoever makes is making the most money the people who's controlling it wants the most control they want to be able to control the narrative you know what i mean so it, we're at a, it's like a, in a great space because we're, we're able to be heard by the most people in the world, but then it's like, you gotta know how to maneuver. That's mm -hmm. why people like Nipsey, rest in peace, is so important to the culture because he was a cure. Absolutely. We're just not talking, we're talking about killing and shooting and what we went through, but he has a cure. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> for our problems. It's the victory lap, the marathon. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an ongoing process to where you just don't stop, you know, until you get to that finish line. And most people, they don't ever, they don't, cha they don't challenge our culture to, to think. Yeah. That's what we need to do. And, and when you talked about the cure uh, that Nipsey had in his music, I'm thinking of the song Dedication with him mm. and, and um, Kendrick. And it's one of my favorite songs. I pay attention to lyrics all the time just because I love music and, mm -hmm. and I won't quote their lyrics. But you worked on that song. Yep, sure did. Um, dedication. That was a song that we did maybe like 10 years ago. Oh, and wow. It went through like four or five different versions. And um, Nip did the first first verse a lot, long time ago, but I remember, I'll never forget when I uh, asked him at the, the Grammys, like, yo, bro, why don't you finish verses until the end? And he was just like, cause it was like five or six songs, he didn't finish the verses until like the ending of the song, uh, the ending of the album. And he was just like, yo, I never told nobody, but I like to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. So that second verse has gotta be something that that can really relate to people of, of today. And I'm like, well, thanks. You could have told me that two years ago. But. <laughs> well, it, it definitely um, sticks and remains relevant. I learned about Nipsey. I was at Hampton University, and I was kind of getting ready to drop out because I was homesick mm -hmm. being all the way in Virginia from... Uh, from California and I was listening to Nipsey's albums or mixtapes at that time and then mm -hmm. he had a line people tell me I'm the reason why they finished school and I was like I gotta stay I yeah. gotta finish and I gotta do it and so I did finish I graduated wow. from Hampton and I just listened to Nipsey every every day since then wow. um, and my first Nipsey concert I moved to New York. I was by myself. It was someplace in Chinatown. Mm -hmm. I paid, and I found it after he passed away, wow. um, $16.27 for me to get into that concert. Wow. And my only regret is, you know, he was doing trivia and during his performance, and he was asking the names of his albums and songs. And I knew the answer, but I was too shy to say wow. it. He was giving away watches. I'm like, I don't need a watch, but... Of course, now hindsight, I'm like, I wish I would have had yeah, that. So, yeah. wow. But you're closest to it, so I'm happy to be here. I'm happy <laughs> to have you. And, you thank know, you. I thank you for all your contributions to music and to the art and craft and protection, education, and advancement of Black people. That's something that is my personal mission and what's very important to me. So I'm mm. happy that you are here and we have those same missions and goals aligned. For sure. Yeah, we're on the same page. I appreciate you, for real. Yeah, so tell everybody where they can find you. Yo, my name's Lawrence Dobson. You can find me on Instagram at Rance1500, 1500 Sound Academy. That's our amazing academy school. It teaches you to have the highest level of swag. And that's it. Pop Law. It's my homegirl show. Pop Law. I'm in here. So here are three takeaways from our discussion with Rance. First, music lyrics are protectable art under copyright and First Amendment laws. Music lyrics are a creative expression of your art. It serves as a cure and is sometimes embellished to relate and connect to our culture. Second, rappers are actors and skilled at storytelling, just as Walt Disney was skilled at storytelling. The expression of these music lyrics does not mean that the story is a literal expression of the facts and circumstances to be true. Third, hip-hop is being unfairly targeted. Hip-hop artists are powerful and shift culture, which is scary to the powers that be. 
While bills are proposed to prevent music lyrics from being used as evidence in criminal cases, artists need to be mindful of their jewelry, their lyrics, videos, and social media posts because the feds are always watching. Thank you for tuning in to Pop Law Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree. Tap in on our Instagram account at Pop Law Podcast, our website, www.poplawpodcast.com, the Pop Law YouTube channel, and all audio episodes will be available on streaming platforms and brought to you by Revolt Podcast Network. Please remember, I am still not your attorney. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.